last week, if you were in this church service, you heard a lot of chains fall off of people and you heard a lot of doors rattling, didn't you? I did. And t people testified about it because the church came together and the church prayed and the church did what they did for Peter in the 12th chapter of Acts and they they prayed while Peter was waiting to die and when they prayed well that all changed so we're all told to pray without ceasing and it's not always just for our needs we're praying for the need of other people we're praying for people that are bound in all kind of prisons and I tell you today there's people that are still bound in prison and early this week I was thinking about that and God led me to the very next chapter of Isaiah chapter 42 I believe it is and he dealt with me it's actually it's 43 we read 42 last week but but he, I kept reading to 43, and when I began to read it, now there's one scripture in there, some of you that are here for prayer all the time, it's very, very familiar, because I was thinking about people that are in prison, but I, I began to think about people that are out of prison too. And so I, I read down, and then I got to verse 17, verse 18, and, and this passage came up. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And, man, that, that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. Because a lot of people that got out of prison last week, and you felt good when you went home, and you felt good on Monday, you may have found yourself asking the question, well, how in the world do I... Do I stay like this? What, what goes on from here? What happens? Because I, I keep getting to a place where, you know, I start having flashbacks. Anybody ever had previous life flashbacks? I have. Yeah. And, and they're not good. And Satan's behind all that mess. He's always behind it. And then the Lord said, this is what happens. You don't remember the former things. So all of you ex- Prisoners, I don't want to call you cons because you didn't do anything to get in there in a lot of cases. Some things we do. But this is the attitude we are to have. We are not to remember the former things. And so I don't remember them. And, and everybody, I kind of want you to say that privately right now. I, I can't remember yesterday. I don't care how bad it was. I can't remember. I, I was going to do something different. But can one of you guys get me uh, the table over there that I use and just put it right here because I, I'm going to do something in a minute and I, I may need the help of that table. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, and then after you tell yourself, don't remember the former things, then you got to do the next part. And you all looking at it on the screen, right? You're looking at the next part of that scripture. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. 
Now, I'm going to dig for just a minute, okay? I'm the dentist right now, and I'm going to tell you that there's, there's, a, there's a little crumb that's down there, and it's, it, it, it's as my grandma, it's liable to cause some, some infection in there. So we, we got to dig and get it out, all right? Nothing bad, nothing bad, so don't get worried. But there's a lot of old things that are sitting in this room, and I don't mean your age, or shoot, but I mean there's some things, things, scars, wounds, memories. There, there are some levels of abuse that people would never even believe that's sitting in this place right now. There's some mistreatment that's gone on in, in the lives of people in this building that, that you would think people are making this up just to get attention, but they're not making it up. But they're old things, church. They're old things. They're old because it happened a long time ago, and all there were is things. They're bad things, uncalled for, unnecessary. And the Bible says, and I'm just repeating again, don't remember the former things or even consider. And you know why I thank God one of the many reasons he put that word, don't consider. I think it's like you are spitting in the face of the devil himself when you don't even consider it. Because, see, he's always wanting us to remember old things. That's why I'm glad old things, all things are passed away. So don't even consider old things. You're out. God set you free. You're free indeed. Don't remember anymore or even consider. When you remember, oh, yeah, you know, and something might do uh, you an unnecessary favor or someone by doing something that's going to spur something that causes you to remember it. And, and so this is what you have to do. You make your mind up right now. This is what I'm doing. I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to remember it. And I'm not even going to consider it when you try to make me feel like I've got to get vengeance. I gotta, I've, I've got to justify. I've got to clear the air. I've got to clear my name. Listen, don't do that. Listen to me. I'm telling you on behalf of God himself, don't consider the things of old. Don't remember them. Don't remember. Don't consider. Don't do it. So are we clear on these two scriptures before we do anything else? Because you're shaking your head, and at the same time, you probably want to know, well, how do I do that? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because it's very clear in Scripture how you do this. It's found, well, let me tell you this. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and read that other verse, okay? Can I read verse 19 to you? Can I do that? Don't consider. Now, we, we've got that because the Lord said this right here. Behold, why do I not need to do that, Opie? Because he said, I will do a new thing. Shall it not spring forth? Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Up until Friday, I think it was about 3.52 p.m., I read... That verse over and over again, and I, I, that's the verse I was referring to earlier that, that may be familiar to those of you that, that come to prayer. I read it and trying to get out from under the, the wind. Y'all hear the wind, don't you? Well, that might be a sign to all of us because the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, like a mighty rushing wind. So maybe that's why you're hearing that today. 
if you've seen this in prayer, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. But I read that scripture, and God is my witness. This is no preacher stuff trying to get you worked up or buy into what I'm telling you. It is, it's just the truth. But until Friday, about 3.52, every time I read that, that first line of verse 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. I was thinking about you the whole time. And I would get excited say, God, you're going to do a new thing inside of these people. And God's already doing a new thing. But I would get excited, but the Lord just stopped me and he said, wait a minute. He said, not just for the people. He said, behold, I will do a new thing in the church. So all week long from Sunday or Monday, he kept dealing with me about what he was going to do personally, individually in the lives of people at this church. But then at 3.52, and he said, you need to write it down so you'll remember. At 3.52, I wrote it down, us, what he's going to do in this church. Behold, I will do a new thing, and shall it not spring forth? Shall you not know it? I mean, it's not going to like sneak in and sneak out and you not even realize it. He said, I will make a road in the wilderness. And I read that many times, but I think about a wilderness, you know, it's hard to get big equipment in there unless you tear it all up. And everybody's in the wilderness, and everybody knows about a wilderness and a wilderness, wilderness experience. But God said, for these people he's talking to, and I believe he can do it today because God never changes. If you are right smack dab in the middle of a wilderness, don't you worry, don't you give up because God can make a road, and that means to me, nobody else may not be able to find their way out of a wilderness, or nobody else may not even be able to find a, a path or a roadway, but God said, for me, I'll make a road in the wilderness for you, and, and you can just kind of walk on with ease through the wilderness while everybody else, and, and, and also, just to boot, when you find yourself in that dry desert, guess what? I'm going to do that too. I'm going to give you something to drink. Now, you want to know, well, how do I do this? This sounds good, and I'm excited because I know the devil's worked on me this week, preacher. But listen to this. He said this right here. It's a very simple thing to do, and he told us in Colossians chapter 2, I mean 3, verse 2. It's very simple. You set your mind on things above, not things on this earth, all right? Set your mind on things above, not things on this earth. In the wilderness, in the desert, at work tomorrow, at school, when you're changing classes, when you are talking to the doctor, the lawyer, the CPA, whoever, uh, you're going to find yourself in spots, all right? So... What do I have to do? I, well, I, I know it's coming. I'm just going to set my mind on things above, not these things. Every time that I've set my mind and kept it on things on this earth, you know it never got better for me. It didn't change one bit. And, and even sometimes when I would set my mind on things above, the thing I was going through didn't change, but Opie's swell certainly changed because it didn't bother me as much anymore. Now, 
I want to read, I don't, I don't read a lot out of the message translation, but I want you to get this today. This is what that saying. So I'm going to read one more time. Set your mind on things above, not on things on this earth. But now listen to when I read it out of the message translation. It says, don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground. Absorb with things right in front of you. So don't just drag through life. Looking down. Lord didn't tell us to look down. You meet, read more than one time. He tells us to look up. I preached to you about that not too long ago. He said, but don't, don't walk around just like, like the world does in the wilderness with your eyes to the ground and, and you absorb with things that's right in front of you. He said, look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ up here. Up here. Think about What's going on where Christ is? That's where all the action is. So, how do we forget the former things and we stop remembering the old things and how do we set our mind? How do we do all this? Well, first we need to take a look at, we need to take a look at, at earth. What's the problem with our mind just staying right here on earth where everybody else is? Now, we've got to pray because the devil don't want you to get anything else that's going to go on. So, God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray in your holy name, Lord, that people would hear and receive what you have prepared for them, Lord, personally. You've prepared it for them. And God, anoint me because I am no good without the anointing of the Holy Spirit on me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start by taking a look at what's right here on earth. And there's some scripture, and we'll just look at them together. The first scripture is found, I believe, in Colossians 3, verse 5, that means killing off everything connected with the way of death. That means down here, there's all kind of sexual promiscuity, impurity. There's lust down here, doing whatever you feel like, when you feel like, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Boy, that's a lot, isn't it? Over in Psalm chapter 49, I want you to look at the screen, and I want you to read that along with me. It says this, their inner thoughts, and we're talking about the earth, earthly-minded people that's got their mind right here. And, and, and folks, this is believers as much as it's the world, okay? So you're, you're not... You're, you're not exempt from this just because you say, well, I'm a Christian, I paid my tithes, I helped out with the youth breakfast. No, sir, it doesn't work that way. We're in the world, we're just not of the world. And you make that happen by setting your mind up because this is what the world looks like. I'm continuing. Their inner thoughts is that their houses will last forever. Uh-oh. You think everything, we live life like there is no tomorrow, Amen. Our house is our castle, everything about it. Their dwelling places is going to last. I'm going to give it to my great, 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 90 hard, times over, grandchild. I, I, to generations. Their dwelling places is going to last, and they're going to give it generations away. They call their land after their own name. Nevertheless, 
man, woman, student, though in honor does not remain. Your houses, they don't stay here. The material things, the, the earthly-minded things that we're so captivated, but they don't remain is what the psalmist says. He is like a beast that perish. And don't be afraid when one becomes rich. We always get excited when everybody else seems to be doing better than we are. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. That's verse 17. Now, I want you to stop for a minute. And I want us just to stop and think about everything that we've heard, whether from me or the Spirit of God, this far. Because there's some things I can tell you for sure. There is a prison that the devil wants to keep you in. There is a church that has the ability to pray you out of any prison. There are things that all of us can talk about, and it, they're, they're might, they might be only a, a day old or 50 years old, but there are things that Satan had rather you just to live in and under. I know this for a fact. There are things we wish we could do over again or never have done. And I also know for a fact that God said again that you are in this world and all of these horrible things and things that pull us in take place. But you have the ability as a child of God to actually take your mind out of this, this one-track mind world and environment and you can set it even though your body's still here full of stress, demands, and all of, you can still take your body in Christ, and you can take your mind and set it up here. And people are mesmerized how people can endure such things. I believe that's one of the main reasons Jesus was able to do what he did. He was going to do it. It was prophesied on the cross because he was doing it for the joy that was set before him. See, his mind was on what was going to be in heaven with him called you. And that's why every, every nail, every whip, every insult, every, every ounce of spit that came off of his face, he, he said, I'll, I'll just keep on rolling. I'll keep on rolling. The people down here, the Bible says, this is what's on their mind. Philippians chapter 3, verse 19, it says that their end is destruction. The people, that their minds stay down here. Their end is destruction. The God they serve is their belly. And their glory is the shame. The lifestyle that they brag about. The, the thing that ought to be shameful that you ought to find repulsive and embarrassing and not even worth mentioning, that's where they find glory. And do I need to go into that to say how you see that all over every bit of uh, media outlets in this world? People glorify wrong all the time, don't they? Yes, they do. I know y'all listening today, aren't you? And the Bible says this. Their glory is their shame because they've set their minds on earthly things. 
So I've just, I've just went through the earth real quick, and I, I didn't even scratch the surface because we could pass the microphone like I talk about a lot of times. We could go around this room. You could tell me some sickness mess that makes, it just it, it horrifies you. You know, we can go, where was it down here? Uh, it was somewhere in South Carolina, the six-year-old girl off the bus. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Watch, people, watch a youngin'. Somebody else is watching them better than you are nine times out of ten. Oh, I'm, told, I'm telling you the truth. It, this is not Wally and Beaver, and we don't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anymore. It ain't a black and white world. This is a nasty, evil world. You live, you, if you're going to bring children in the world, you better watch them their whole life. Well, there's a pervert out there that's full of the devil that has not found the cross of Jesus yet that's ready to take them out. And when you're up here making plans, it's too little, too late. That's hard, but that's a lot of that big old crumb that was in your gum I was trying to get out. Amen? Don't take it for granted. Don't be so jacked up and worried and busy and consumed. I don't care how old they are. You better watch yourself. Ladies, you need to watch yourself. You live in the burg. Amen? People don't care because they know. And I talk about it today, and I'm going to just say this. 2 o'clock, we we're going to remember two fallen officers at the sheriff's office that, that are not here anymore, that served in the line of duty. I've never, ever known in my life any type of law enforcement officer that makes a half million dollars a year, or 300, or 200, or even 100, and in most cases, not even 50. So what am I, what am I saying right quick in here? I'm saying people risk their lives every day to catch people and when they catch them they've got it made because the judicial system because of dirty filthy mindly hurtly minded politics and the legal system is going to take care of them as long as they've got fifteen hundred dollars of drug or stolen good money to give the lawyer to get them out until he sees them next time i just told the truth in this church wide open spaces baby That's what you're living in. And you could tell me all kinds of stories, but that's, that's, that's what's on the minds of people in this earth right here. But let, I'd rather talk about heaven. I really had. I'm going there sooner than later, and I'd just rather talk about it. But until I get there, I've chosen to put this old fat head up there. And I, that amen wasn't the fat part, was it? Okay. All right. Let, look. I'm only going to read a couple of them real quick. Heaven above, listen to this first thing. It's actually found in Psalm 16 and 11. Now, just listen how good God is. You will show me the path of life in your presence. Okay? In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I could go down the list. Um, in heaven, you know, no more crying, no more tears. You know all the good stuff we've read about and sung about for years. No more dying. Um, no, no more things that, that, that just seem to take us by surprise. You know, um, we, we have all these things that, that get us like stress. There's going to be great food in heaven. I put my mind up there. How many of you eat some bad food this week? How many of you eat bad food this week? The person beside you cooked it. No, don't raise your hand. 
No. But in heaven, there's going to be good food. How you know? Well, who else can get people to eat for seven years and not have good food? Amen? God can. Uh, there's going to be great weather there. I, I've never read that scripture. Well, yeah, you have. You've read that Bible, ver Bible verse about the weather. I got it. He said, there'll be no need for the light because the sun himself will be the light. So there's going to be good weather. There's not going to be a lot of... I don't think it's going to be dark there. God don't have a lot to do with darkness, amen? And so I, I think if, I, and I, I think, well, you mean we ain't going to sleep? Well, I don't think Jesus is going to say, well, it's 11 o'clock. I am the light, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to leave heaven until 7 in the morning, and I'll come back and start the grits and eggs so y'all can nap. I just think there's going to be good weather there all the time, amen? I don't believe the trees are going to blossom in February up there, Larry. I just think it's going to be good all the time. I do, I really do. If you then were raised with Christ, this is one of the things you have to do. You, you, you have to start quoting scripture. And I'm almost close to closing, but, but I, I want to show you what I've been trying to tell you because you may be struggling with, well, how can I take living in this world? Because people pull at me all the time, Opie. I mean, I, 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 I'm really, I mean, Maybe you're a junior or you're a senior in college or high school or you're just in the fifth grade or you, you work a job. But, but I, I want to show you something because I believe that everybody that's listening, that's watching, that's in here right now, I believe God can help you more than you've ever been helped in your life before. Today. Because you are in this world. But you are not of this world. The Bible makes that very clear. You see, in this world, um, you've, you've got all kinds of people that's got their minds on all kinds of things. In fact, I, I'm going to just come up here where I can not block it, and I want to show you. Um, you've got all those things that we read on the screen and I told you about a while ago. But in this world, you, you've got everybody. And it, whatever way the wind blows, you got two that want to be just like each other. You got one, their mind, they, they ain't doing nothing. All, all they can do is play games and listen to music and ask you, can they have a dollar for the drink and shit? Well, you can't even get a drink for a dollar anymore. So their, their mind, so you got everybody, the mind, everybody, everybody says, well, did you see what they were wearing last night on the Oscars, on the Emmys, on the Grammys, on the TV? Oh, my word, look. Everybody just wants to be king for a day. And look, you, you, your crown ain't going to last. It ain't no good. It ain't, it, it, it ain't gonna last. I mean, we we know where it was made anyway. Amen. So anyway, I mean, listen, gotta be careful. I don't know where everybody's from, but I say that with all respect. And then, then we, we got everybody. I, I just gotta be, you know, I gotta be like everybody else. And then, and then we got everybody. Oh my word! You hear what happened to coronavirus? Well, I don't even drink Coronas. I'm still drinking root beer. I, I don't. And, and you got all this. You got all this stuff going on, and, and people just, their, their mind is in everything. Their mind's on everything. I mean, I'm just so, I'm, I, I, I'm so worried. Did, did, you, did you hear what happened? Trump's going to go in for uh, four more years. Oh, my word. And to, to make matters worse, guess who's going to come back from the dead and be his running mate? I ain't going to go there with that. Anyway, uh, 
You're going to say that, oh, well, I heard Obama's going to get back in office. Well, I heard, oh, I, I heard that. I heard they're going to raise our income tax to 900%. Well, it feels that way already. Go figure. I, I heard that we're going to have to pay for all of our insurance. Well, I just paid for everybody's insurance last month, and I tell the people, quit calling me. And so, listen, I can't, I, I'm worried. My mind, do you see, do you see, do you see where your mind is? It's on this earth. Do you hear what's in this earth? I only got 100 likes. Mm, I got 9,000 likes, so you need to do some more advertising, sister. See, we got all kinds of things. We are driven by social media. We are driven by faith. I'm talking to the church now. We are, folks. I told you that crumb is way down in there. Amen? If I didn't care if you have an abscess, I just said let the rascal grow. But we got, we, we got to realize. Because there's going to be something that's not going to be fun or funny or cool or in style or somebody that you can be like. There's going to be a day that you're going to find yourself in a prison or you're going to find yourself being accused and being mocked and rejected just like Jesus was. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute now. I've tried to live right. I believe what I've been told. But see, as long as you are alive and you are in this body, God has you here for a purpose. I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to Pat Walters. I'm talking to people that are not even saved. You are still alive because God needs you alive so he can complete the mission that Jesus came down here and started 2,000 years ago. So since you are here and you're not here by mistake, you are in this kind of world where it's driven by what's popular on social media and in sports and in entertainment and we get more worked up about what's going on in our country and government and politics and how much money we are or are not made. We are so earthly minded church. Now how can you say that Opie? Because I talk to most of you semi on a regular basis and you talk about this stuff right here. Oh, it was deep in your gum, but it's coming out now. I, I say it, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting through. I say it all the time. You can tell where a person's treasure is, where their heart is, where their mind is, by what their conversation is. Listen, I'm going to say this. And I know, I know, I, well, I ain't going to say that. I'll get in trouble. No, I'll get, I, I'll get in trouble with my wife. I ain't saying that. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. Barbara, there ain't enough of y'all in here to get my back if I do that. Let me tell you something. I don't care where you can get something on sale. I don't care how good something went last week. I don't care about anything you can tell me about. If you've got a testimony sitting on your tongue and you just kind of keep it there, well, you ain't done nothing for me. Well, you're alive. You're breathing. 
You see, my mind is on stuff like what Mike Webb told us a while ago. I, I, I don't care who won. Do you know I didn't even know who was playing in the Super Bowl until like the day before? And I used to could tell you stats and all this stuff. I got tubs of baseball cards that I still want to whip my own fanny for buying. That don't mean nothing to me. They, they're taking up room. I don't care about any of, of this stuff. My home is not down here. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing for real. Listen, listen. As, as long as your mind stays down here with everybody else, you're going to get the same results. You're going to have marital problems. Your children aren't going to grow up loving God or loving you. You're not going to get a better job. You're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get a, a, a better blessing from God because you're not seeking him with your whole heart. You're, you're not going to find the door. You're not going to find that favor that we talked about because your mind's right here. See, the people that are getting those things from God are the people that's got their head up here in heaven where God is, where there's fullness forevermore, and where God is got Jesus at his right hand and we're heavenly things. So see, I'm in this world, but my mind showing in this world. My mind's up there where I know it's safe, where it's holy, where it's protected, where when I do hear one thing, it goes in this ear and it comes out this ear because it does not affect me because I'm not part of this world right here. So that's what I do. I take my mind, even though my body's here, and I set it up here. I set it, and I make it up. It's kind of like if you were in service, and you were in basic training, and are you just finished? We got one right here. Give him a great big hand. He's with us today. Listen. This is what you have to do because when you're in service, and I don't know if they've changed anything, but you've got, you've got to wake up every day. You, you've got to wake up every single day of your life, and you've got to treat your mind like, like a bed or a cot in, in the military. I went to a leadership class one time in, uh, in Georgia. And at the, at the table, this one of the ladies that had come to the leadership class, she was from over yonder. Don't know how far where. She was, and uh, she said, and, and she said, and you know, they make you want to do small talk and all that. And uh, I, I said, what bring, what do you do over there? She said, well, I'm affiliated with the military. So ever since I heard her say that, I've just been intrigued with military. And so if you've been in the military, then, then you know one of the things that you have to do, it, you got to make your bed up. In fact, when you get up every morning, you need to just say, you know, I'm in God's military. And, and I'm before I get in there to the coffee maker, I, I'm going I'm to make up my mind. And you know, you got to make your mind up like, like they have to do in basic training. You know, they used to say that when they come by and do inspection, they better be able to snap a quarter off that thing. 
it better be that tight. Or it's just, as my friends used to say at Boy Scout camp where me and Mackie went, we used to sing a song called When It's Hog Calling Time in Nebraska. It's, 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 it's bad time. And you better have it. And let me, let me show you this because when you get out of bed in the morning, you're going to find out that Satan is already sitting outside of your bedroom door. If he has not done as much as to crawl in the bed to start yelling and reminding and old things and former things in your ear because he don't care as long as he can get to you first and get in your mind and get in your heart and your spirit then he can dictate your attitude and the way you're going to live and look at things the whole entire day so you make your mind up I'm going to set my mind on things above I'm making my mind up because you know you don't want any wrinkles and, and, and I'm sure you could ask around no you don't want no wrinkles because if you got a wrinkle it's a bad day if you don't want a wrinkle in your bed down here you sure don't want a wrinkle in your mind because then that warps everything you do and so you have to put the right sheet and you got to put the right and, and you know it's hard because you're hurt you've been attacked You've been assaulted. You've been insulted. You've, you've been afflicted or whatever. And you, you, so what you got to do, it's hard to make your mind up every day. It's hard. And you got you to gotta pull those sheets and you got to pull the cover a little tight because, you know, you, you, you got bed sacked and all that. And so you, this is what you got to do. You, you got you to say what Paul said in Colossians 3, 1. If you then were raised with Christ, or can you all see this? You might need to go dark up there if you don't mind. If you were raised with Christ, and I can't answer that part for you. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. We've already went over some of them. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. So you got to get that sheet, and you got to wake up, and you got to say, now wait a minute, he starts his jump. And you say, wait a minute, devil. No, sir. My mind, I'm putting it up here. I've been raised with Christ. I'm not that same joker anymore. I don't do those things anymore. I, I, I don't have that label that you're trying to put back on me again. I've been raised with Christ. And old things are gone. All things are gone. I'm brand new. I'm raised. So you just jerk that and you tuck it in. You ain't even got out of your bed yet. And then you want to get that comforter. And you, want to, and you want that comforter. Now, you don't have one of those in the military, I know. But you want to get that comforter out there, and this is what you say. For our citizenship, this is uh, Philippians 3.20, I believe, yes. Our citizenship, my citizenship is in heaven. From which I also eagerly, and I hope you say that, I also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, you can take your head and you can keep it down here and you might, you, 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 you might like it for a minute because sin even is pleasurable for a season, the Bible says. But I'm going to tell you right now, you stand out from the crowd. You make your mind up today that you're going to set your mind up here where God is, where all the real good stuff is. And you're not going to be freaked out. You're not going to be stressed out. You're not going to be worried about we're, we're having 80-degree weather in February or we're having snow in June. We're looking at all these things. And yes, he is coming back. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, if your mind's right here, it don't matter to me if he comes back today or if he comes back 50 years from now. I'm keeping my mind up there where he already is, and then I'm safe regardless of what happens in my country. Amen. I want you to stand, if you will. And you got to make your mind up, church. It's not just going to do it automatically. Well, I went to church yesterday. You know, I ought to have a good Monday. It don't work that way neither. You make your mind up because as long as you are earthly minded, you're going to get earthly results. You're going to get the same stuff the earth gets. And you, you know what the, the first temptation is to go down the good list of everything that I do good. We, we do it. Or, or, or we do the opposite of that. We, we start naming all the things we don't do. We, we, the publican and the sinner. We, we, we start doing that comparison mess. I'm not like him. I'm not like her. Well, at least I didn't do that. But, it, but at least you're on your way to hell if you're not ready. That's the, that's the at least part. And you know, God sent every person that walked through these doors today inside of this church because he wants you to know, first of all, that he loved you and he made a way of escape. So whatever temptation comes your way, that you can bear it. And I think one of those main ways of escape that he made was through giving us the ability. See, he could be a mean God like we are sometimes. He could say, no, you ain't getting no part of heaven until you, you die and you get here. But I thank God that he says, no, when you get saved, I'm going to go ahead and give you citizenship up here. And I'm going to go ahead and give you rights and privileges to be able to keep your mind up here. Because you're going to live in a world that's full of sickness and sin. And so you need a way of escape. You, 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 you need some kind of, uh, of refuge. And so I'm going to let you put your mind up here. Your body's got to stay because I need you to finish the work. But I'm going to give you the opportunity to get your mind up here. How many people in the place today, you just want to say, well, I'm making my mind up right now that I'm going to start living with a made-up mind. And I'm going to set it right here. Because I can promise you, if you do this, your life will, will be lived a lot differently than if you had not done it or other people that just choose not to do it. So I don't want you to be under any kind of misconception today what we read out of Psalms that, that it's all in a house or it's all in a relationship or, or, or it's all in other things of this earth because it's not. That's temporary. You read it with me. So does anybody in here want to say, you know what, Pastor, I just need to, I need to get rid of those old things. They're bothering me. I, 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 want, to, I want to have those benefits you just talked about. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to meet Jesus, so I don't have those same rights. And, you, and you're correct, you don't. You cannot put your mind up here if you're not a citizen of this world up here. Is that you? Are you online? Or are you just, 
you're here and you, and you need to make things right so that you can have spiritual right. You're not saved. You're not ready to take your last breath. If you're not ready to take your last breath right now because of fear, I'm going to ask you to do what you'll be so glad you did when you see him face to face. I'm going to ask you to come right here and I want to pray with you. You're not ready to take your last breath. If you're not ready, I want you to come. And I want you to say, I'm not quite ready. If you're online, you're not ready. I want you to tell the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I'm a sinner, and I need to be saved right now. Bible says he's faithful and he'll do that he'll save you and any and every person that you want to leave here with a new discipline of being able to take your mind every day starting in the morning and put it above in heaven instead of being a punching bag for the devil and your head turning everywhere down here I'm going to invite you in a closing prayer at this altar with me. You don't have to come, but if you are so mad at the devil or so determined you're going to do it, I invite you to come with me. Father, as we come together at this altar, Lord, you know all the prisons that have taken place. You know all the things that have been told to us by the devil. And how he seeks, he roams, he roars. He does all the things that he can do to get me so, and keep me so worldly minded. I feel like there's no sanity at all in my life. I feel like that, I, I just wish I could take my mind and have it in a place where it could just breathe and rest. Lord, you've given that to us. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would anoint me like we sang about early in this service today, God. And I would have that favor that comes from you. I would not be tricked. I wouldn't be tossed around by the devil. But I would be on that straight and narrow path doing what you said I could do, Lord. I can do all things through you. Because you strengthen me, Father. Oh, God, I'm asking you right now that you would take me and help me. Help me right now, Lord. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm asking you in front of the church. I'm not just praying for them. I'm asking you for me. Lord, because I know it's not a Bible verse, but there's a lot of truth to an idol's mind, Lord, being a, a, a working place for the enemy. But God, I don't want my mind to be open and available on this earth. I want my mind to be in heaven thinking about the goodness of you, God, and what you've done for me and what you've got prepared for me. So God, I pray this week that every person here would be empowered to do just that. Lord, they'd be able to say, Father, before I make coffee, before I turn a TV on, before I jump in the shower, Lord, I'm putting my mind where it's safe up here with you, Father, because I know the devil's going to try to get to it. 
So, Lord, I give it to you. I give you my mind right now. And, Father, and I know that my day will be better and I'll be more prosperous and productive for you.